So the big news that has been coming down, of course, the pipeline. Want to give you my thoughts on that. I'm Pete Mundo. We're Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com, your independent Big 12 digital media outlet. And what a crazy, absolutely crazy 24 hours it's been. My goodness gracious. You've got the Big 12 tournament getting canceled. And I'm sitting here and I'm saying to myself, I'm crushed. I'm disappointed. I'm upset. But I get it because it's just a game. You know, it's just a game. And while those of us who, you know, love college sports, love the Big 12 or whatever conference, you know, you also like, uh, we're like, well, we had, you know, our whole weekend planned around this and uh, we were going to be at the tournament or we were going to be, you know, having watch parties and everything else. And now it's like, no, no, it's not going to happen. None of it's going to happen. And it's crushing. It's frustrating. Do I think that there is some overreaction going on here? I do. I genuinely do. I think that there are people in the media who are using this for ratings, and I understand it's a ratings business, right? And there's a snowball effect here because people start talking about coronavirus, and then it's like, well, I can't be the only one to not talk about coronavirus. So it's just, it's this effect and this snowball cycle, but you can't deny, you can't deny the fact that this is serious, right? Now, if you're young, if you're healthy, if you don't have any underlying conditions, you'll probably be okay. You know, you, you might not even know you have it. You may get it, and then it's like, oh, I, I, I had a bit of a runny nose, but uh, that's kind of all I noticed. But for the elderly, if you get it, it can be life-threatening. And it's the unknown. It's the fear of the unknown that's going on here. Nobody knows how much more it's going to spread in the U.S. You've got events getting shut down left and right, which hurts the economy and hurts the stock market. And it is total chaos out there right now. I mean, total chaos. And nobody has the answer. I mean, I trust people like Dr. Fauci, who's been in the White House and been doing what he's been doing, uh, not in the White House, but he's been doing what he's been doing on the issues like coronavirus going back to Ronald Reagan. I mean, this guy's been through multiple administrations, been around the block. I trust him and take him at his word. And when he says, hey, coronavirus is not something that's going to kill you if you're young and healthy, but it does have a, a 10x mortality rate compared to the flu, whereas swine flu was a fraction of uh, the flu when you talk about its death rate, then yeah, that is something that's got to be monitored. And that's got to be looked at very, very seriously and that is what's going on. Now, I think what happened with the Big 12 tournament was as follows. Since I live in Kansas City, uh, what basically I think happened here was Kansas City issued a state of emergency Thursday morning at 10. And the Big 12 decided that uh, it was going to cancel its tournament an hour later. Originally, if you recall, on Wednesday, the Big 12 announced no fans at games starting on Thursday. And then an hour after Kansas City says state of emergency, the Big 12, which had its teams, it had Texas Tech and Texas on the floor. They were on the floor warming up. All of a sudden, they're off the floor, and the Big 12 is calling a press conference and canceling the conference tournament. And then you've got the Big 10, SEC, ACC, everybody else following suit. And holy cow, I mean, this has just put a real dent, uh, a real dent in the NCAA and and. We still don't know as of this recording 
as of this recording, we do not know what is going to happen with the NCAA tournament. We are just, we're not sure yet. No one really knows. But as of this recording, I think it's going to get canceled. And boy, does that pain me to say. That really pains me. As of right now, it looks like every NCAA tournament game is going to be closed to the public. Uh, but we don't have anything yet on whether or not it is going to be canceled. The CBI, College Basketball Invitational, that was canceled. That's like, you know, below the NIT. So uh, no offense to the CBI, but who cares? Uh, the NIT, closed to the public as of this recording, which is important to note on Thursday afternoon. But man, oh man, I, I none of us saw this coming. I mean, I'm sure there are doctors who saw this coming. The New York Times had a piece talking about how uh, there were doctors up in Seattle who were trying to alert the CDC of what was going on and trying to say, hey, we've got a problem here. Can you help us? Can you send some people? And the CDC never did it. So, uh, you know, news and the political stuff, I don't want to get into it too much on this show, but I'll just say this. Trust the government, but don't overly trust it, okay? Because they are far. And I mean far from flawless, very far from flawless. So we're just kind of in a wait-and-see approach right now. Uh, we are just kind of wondering, and I think a lot of this was driven by the NBA. And I'm not saying that's right or wrong. I don't know. But when Rudy Gobert got coronavirus and then the NBA is like, we are suspending our, uh, our league until further notice, I mean, what are you going to do if you're college basketball? But that's part of this as well, too. I mean, part of this is like, and this is happening in schools around the country. It's happening all over the place where somebody does something, a school district does something, and then the school district next door gets called up by parents. Well, what are you doing? It's like, well, young people aren't really uh, getting sick from this, so we're going to continue. Well, you have to do something. The world's going to end. You have to do something. So this snowball effect takes place, and it happens, and it continues. And all of a sudden, you're sitting there, and you're saying to yourself, what do I do? You have to look like you're doing something sometimes. And that doesn't mean this is not the right call. I think it is with everything going on. Because right now, what you want to do is you want to make sure that our healthcare system from hospitals, nursing homes, everything else does not get overwhelmed. You do not want to overwhelm the system. And I think that's what everybody uh, from the feds to the states to local municipalities have to be worried about not overwhelming their healthcare systems uh, locally and regionally. That is what is vitally important right now. So just getting this, if you look at the curve on the map, you don't want to see this thing spiking. You don't want to see that at all. No way, no how. That's the biggest thing to avoid at this point in time. And that's why, you know, originally with this Big 12 tournament, I was like, listen, if you're 65, 70 years old, just don't go. Sell your tickets on StubHub if you had them and just let young people enjoy the games. But now I realize if young people are giving it to young people and they don't really know they have it or they just have a mild cold, but then they give it to older people and then older people are giving it to other older people, like I understand uh, the potential downfall here. I do. I get it. I'm sympathetic to it as much as it pains me as a diehard college football, college basketball, and, and March Madness fan. What are we going to do? I, how am I going to do this without a bracket? Uh, what am I going to do next week without a bracket? 
And I know that small potatoes because there are people who are dealing with serious uh, life and death things. So I don't mean to make light of it, but uh, couldn't have waited till mid-April, you know, when there's like first season of baseball, first month of baseball season. Couldn't have waited. I'm just, I'm just asking. I'm just making a point. That's it. That, that, that's it. That's it. That's all I'm going to say. All right. I'll miss a few April baseball games. Uh, I hate to miss this. I hate to miss it. But it is serious stuff. It is serious stuff. And the markets are going bonkers this week. And it is really a crazy time. There is no doubt about it. I'm Pete Mundo. We're Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com. So please do keep an eye on everything going on. Uh, There is a lot of moving parts right now. Uh, Once again, this show recorded Thursday afternoon. So things are going to be rapidly changing in the coming days, weeks, heck, hours from now. Things are going to be rapidly changing. So be sure to give us a follow, by the way, on Twitter at Heartland underscore CS or just search Heartland College Sports on Facebook because we will have all the updates for you there. And we'll be keeping you up to speed on what you need to know, uh, what is happening and what it means for uh, for the Big 12 and for college sports, for that matter, because it is pretty crazy. It is absolutely uh, pretty crazy out there right now. So. Coming up, let's talk to Matthew Postens, our Big 12 basketball insider. He is in Kansas City with me this week. We will dive into uh, all this breaking news and craziness. That's coming up next. I'm Pete Mundo. We're Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com, your independent Big 12 digital media outlet. By the way, guys, I know that uh, we were giving away tickets to Friday's tournament. Obviously, that is not happening anymore, so I apologize for that, but... uh, you know, it is what it is. So we're still sending out free Heartland College Sports koozies. If you rate, review, and subscribe to the show, just send me an email of your rating and review, a screenshot of your rating and review to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com, and we will get the koozie in the mail for you. But obviously, we had to cancel our Big 12 tournament semifinal ticket giveaway. So appreciate your understanding on all of that. Matthew Postens is coming up. Hey guys, it's Pete Mundo and March Madness is here. Yes, we've made it through the winter and we're all going to go nuts watching these games. And our friends at mybookie.ag have got us covered. The best part is one result's not going to ruin your tournament. The brackets are fun, but there are no busted brackets. If your picks go bad one day, guess what? You start fresh the next day. That's the best part of it. So make mybookie your sportsbook home for March Madness. Mybookie.ag today and deposit with the promo code BIG12, that's BIG12, for a 50% sign-up bonus. You can get a free entry into a $5,000 blackjack tournament. You can get a free World Series futures bet. You can get casino chips, all by depositing at mybookie.ag. Promo code BIG12, that's BIG12, for your 50% sign-up bonus and all the other benefits. Make MyBookie your sportsbook home for March Madness and beyond. MyBookie.ag, promo code BIG12, BIG12, for a 50% sign-up bonus at MyBookie. You play, you win, you get paid. Being joined by Matthew Postens here on Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com. The breaking news, of course, Big 12 tournaments canceled. That coming down here on Thursday morning, and what a chaotic day it has been, a chaotic week for that matter. 
Uh, Matthew, you're here in Kansas City. I am based in Kansas City, and the city issued a state of emergency about 10 o'clock on Thursday morning. The Big 12 canceled at uh, 11 o'clock. From what you're hearing there, uh, you're at the Sprint Center. How much of this was driven by the city? Uh, I think that it had a big piece of the decision-making for the Big 12. That's what Bob Bowlesby said during his press conference uh, a little after 11. Uh, he said he met with the athletic directors about three hours before uh, the first game, which would have been at 1130. That would have been the Texas-Texas Tech game. So he was meeting with ADs at 8.30 a.m., uh, the coronavirus conversation was dominating that conversation. And uh, with that state of emergency coming down at 10, he said that played a big, big role in their decision to go ahead and cancel the tournament entirely. I think that had that decision not come down, I think they would have gone ahead and tried to continue to play on uh, with Thursday's games with a limited amount of fans. I mean, there, there were fans that were already in the building and seated and watching the teams warm up. Uh, but as I was sitting uh, underneath the uh, Sprint Center getting my – lunch at about 10:45, everything suddenly went quiet on the arena i mean you couldn't hear anything uh going on out there and uh, i think that's when things came down uh that's when they made the decision and uh right now i'm sitting in the quietest piece of kansas city which is inside the sprint center which is a really odd place to be right now yeah that's uh not what anybody expected to be the case this week so you know we find out wednesday afternoon and you were at bob bowlesby's press conference that's Uh, This whole thing was going to not include fans. And, you know, I thought we'd end up in a situation where they play these games and just not have the fans there, you know, limit exposure to other people. I mean, I'm thinking about the last 24 hours as we sit here and talk about this on Thursday, Matthew. And how much of this do you think is ultimately about, you know, the NBA and the fact that Rudy Gobert gets the coronavirus and then the NBA suspended season. I mean, how much of this do you think is driven by other leagues? Well, as Bob was talking about it Wednesday afternoon, you know, he, I think his intention and the league's intention, like you said, was to go ahead and play the tournament without fans, you know, limited, you know, to 125 fans per team. Uh, they were going to change fans out for every game, uh, I think that was their go-ahead Wednesday night. But, you know, during Thursday morning's press conference when Bob was talking about the decision-making, you know, the NBA did play a role. They were aware of what was going on in the NBA. They were aware of what was going on in other leagues and other tournaments. He said all the A5 uh, commissioners, which means the the Power 5 schools basically, were talking to one another throughout the day on Wednesday and throughout the day on Thursday. And they were kind of taking their cues from one another. You know, as you saw one – conference make the decision to limit fan exposure during their tournament the rest of them made it it, it kind of reminds me of 9-11 in that i was covering high school sports in uh, tyler texas in 2001 when that happened uh, so i spent most of my week trying to figure out if uh, teams were going to play high school football games that friday night which a lot of them ultimately decided to do but in my conversations with football coaches in the days immediately after the towers fell they were asking me, hey, do you know if, if X coach is going to play their game on Friday night? They, they were kind of almost, in a sense, pumping me for information to find out what their other coaches were doing in terms of whether or not they were going to play on Friday night. It, it's that same kind of sense that everybody was talking to one another throughout the day on Wednesday and Thursday, and everybody was trying to figure out what cues to take. And then once one tournament made their decision to either limit fans or to cancel it entirely, everybody else kind of followed suit. 
Matthew Postens joining us as we discuss the shocking news of the week. Big 12 tournament canceled as of Thursday. They played a couple of games on Wednesday night, and then the conference announcing it's been canceled Thursday morning. I see the analogy, Matthew, but I also find it interesting that this is different in the sense that, you know, post 9-11, there was certainly fear, anxiety, and concern. But the reality was this, you know, the people in Tyler, Texas that night we're probably not going to be attacked by terrorists, right? But this is something where we don't we we don't know, right? We don't know if there's somebody who's going to be at the Big 12 tournament with coronavirus. And even though somebody who is, you know, younger and healthy probably won't get affected in any way, shape, or form, there's so much unknown and there's so much fear surrounding this. And you do potentially have lives at stake. And I think that's what's allowed this to snowball so much. That I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, I last night as I was covering the game um i kind of had that very thought because you know rudy gobert uh you mentioned him uh he he could very well have been carrying this virus for up to two weeks we don't know uh scientists are still trying to figure out exactly how the virus is carried what the incubation period is how exactly it's passed why it's more severe in some people than others if you've been an astute reader of the news over the past couple of months like i have you know that there are actually two different strains of this virus one is less severe, one is more severe. And if you get the more severe version, you, you have an uh, opportunity uh, for your life to be somewhat in jeopardy, especially if you fall into one of those high-risk categories. I thought about my parents last night. My mom's 70. She has an underlying health condition. She's very much at risk to this if she gets it. My dad is 81. He just calls himself just plain old, and he's <laughs> in relatively good health. But just because he's 81, he falls into that high-risk category as well. So you know, I think there are some people who still look at this as an extraordinary overreaction to what some people are just calling the flu. I don't agree. I, I think this is very much the proper reaction when you have so many things that you don't know about in a, in a situation like this. It's a communicable disease. You don't exactly know how it's going to be passed. You don't exactly know what the severity is. You don't, you don't know how to cure it, and you don't have a vaccine for it. I think you do have to take extraordinary measures to make sure it does, that it does not become a further uh, health issue. And when you think about basketball games, when you think about the 14 to 15,000 people that would have been in the Sprint Center over the next couple of days, you have no idea who is coming in and and maybe sick. You know, we saw Fred Hoiberg on the bench at the Nebraska game. Oh, he looked night, terrible, and huh? We're all, and we all, we're all kind of breathing a sigh of relief because he just has influenza. I mean, that's kind of where we are right now. We're breathing a sigh of relief when we find out the person has the flu and not the coronavirus. That's the, that's the kind of world we live in right now, not just in the sports world, but in the real world. Matthew Postens joining us. Uh, we are both in Kansas City. Is He's down at the Sprint Center, and I'm in the studio as we talk about the fact that the Big 12 tournament has been canceled, uh, which not shocking based on the developments of the past 24 hours, but still, when something like this happens, uh, it's still it's still surprising. But Matthew, you know, and I don't mean to make light of this because it's not something to make light of, but couldn't it happen in April, you know, miss some uh, early ba- early season baseball games or something? It had to be March. It had to be March Madness, huh? I, I guess it did. And uh, I think the uh, you don't get to choose when these things happen, unfortunately. I, I think that if uh, we had the choice, I think we would make sure they didn't happen at all. Um, but yeah, this is, you know, Bob Bowlesby is as aware as anyone of the impact, uh, that March Madness has. He was talking about his experience on the NCAA basketball committee 
uh, back when the United States was preparing to take its military action against Iraq, I believe in 2003. Uh, he was talking about the fact that they had been looped into conversations with the U.S. Department of Defense and that they were actually urging them to don't stop the tournament. Make sure the NCAA tournament goes on because it's such a tremendous part of the fabric of our country. Our soldiers love it. The people in the country love it. It's a distraction from the things that we're dealing with overseas on a day-to-day basis. And he said he was really just abundantly surprised that they wanted their opinion and they they wanted them to be a part of that conversation uh, as they were going through it. So he kind of likened what's happened over the last 36, 48 hours to that in that everybody wants the tournament to go on. Everybody wants these games to be played. But sometimes there, there are circumstances that just dictate that you have to make a different decision. And, and that's where we are right now. Everybody is making this decision out of an abundance of caution, out of making sure that this virus doesn't get any further out of control. I shared something on my Twitter feed last night. It was actually a graphic from the CDC that a, a friend of mine shared with me earlier in the day. It showed what happens when you don't take action during a a, a virus like this and what happens when you do. And if you look at the two curves, you can see why they're doing this right now. You want a flatter curve when it comes to dealing with a virus like this in terms of the people that are exposed and the people that have to be treated. Yeah, you just don't want to overwhelm the health system. That's where we're at right now. You're right. You, you want to yeah. stop the curve from, you know, shooting straight up. You want it to level off. And then, you know, things will get back to normal if that thing does level off in the next couple of weeks. That's what people are looking for. Uh, to your point, you just don't want that curve to continue to shoot up, 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 and up because then you end up uh, like Italy, which is not where anybody wants to be right now. So Matthew Postens is joining us, and we are talking about the fact that the Big 12 tournament has been canceled. And, I mean, it is just a, a crazy time right now, Matthew. Take me through the the pulse of what last night, Wednesday night, we're recording this on a Thursday, what Wednesday night was like um, at the Sprint Center because I saw your videos. Fans were booing when the guys on the overhead speaker announced, hey, we uh, you're not going to be coming in tomorrow. Yeah, it, it was awfully interesting. Uh, you know, we, we had the press conference with Bob about 10, 15 minutes before the Oklahoma State game. So I think the assumption that I made was that everybody knew. Fans knew, players knew, coaches knew, everybody knew. So when they made that announcement during early in the second half of the first game and everybody started booing, I figured that was going to be the reaction, but it was a it was a louder sense of booing than I expected. And then when we talked to players after the game with Oklahoma State and Kansas State, they were all just kind of like, we didn't know what was going on. We didn't know why they were booing. You know, we really, you know, Oklahoma State's coach, Mike Boynton, said he didn't tell his guys before the game that there would be no fans at the game on Thursday. Uh, he, he, whatever, for whatever reason, he kept that information away from them, but we, we thought they all knew. So that was one of the, the oddest things about this was that uh, it was kind of playing out in real time that certain folks that we kind of assumed knew that information, didn't know that information, and that, you know, it was not a full house. Um, I wouldn't say it was sparse last night like uh, Bob Bowlesby said it was on Thursday. But um, it was, a, I would say, about five to 7,000 people. But it was funny. You had West Virginia fans here, and you had Texas fans here, and you had fans from other schools. And I think part of that was because I think some of them knew they weren't going to be able to come to the game tomorrow. And they wanted to at least experience this tournament a little bit before they closed it off to fans on Thursday. But it, it was a very odd sense of knowing that the, the experience that you're having as a fan or as a media person on one day is going to be dramatically different than the experience the next day. 
Matthew Postens is our guest talking about the Big 12 tournament getting canceled here on Heartland College Sports Weekly. Part of heartlandcollegesports.com, your independent Big 12 uh, digital media outlet. Now, Matthew, we talk about the entire world of sports. We touched on the NBA a little bit here. I mean, do you think the pro leagues and everybody in general is is taking their cues from, is it the government? Is it a certain league? Was it the NBA stopping that suddenly decided, you know what, this is uh, we can't have this? Golf has said they will have no spectators at the Players' Tournament this weekend, Players' Championship. So there's a lot of moving parts, and I think it's it's become a snowball effect. I think it certainly has. I, I think just in the sense that I've gotten from the NBA, because I, I have friends who cover the NBA and I cover the Mavs when I'm down and out. And the sense that we've gotten up here with the big 12 is that the commissioners, people in charge there, a lot of them are talking to a lot of different health officials, local, regional, and national. They're talking to people at the NIH. They're talking to people at the CDC. They're trying to get as much information as they can before they make decisions like this. That said, I think the NBA's decision to suspend operations indefinitely, I think that kind of grabbed everybody by the throat and said, hey, if you manage a sports league, whether it's professional or collegiate, you need to take this seriously. I think that was kind of the moment where everything just kind of crystallized. I think before that, everybody was content with saying, okay, we're just going to have games, we're not going to have fans. And then you had everything that happened with the Utah game last night where, you know, players were rushed off the floor. Rudy Gobert tested positive. Donovan Mitchell has now tested positive earlier today. He's now the second Jazz player to have the coronavirus. And then we find out that the plane that shuttled the Jazz around for the previous two weeks has been used by two other NBA teams. I think that's the moment that kind of grabbed everybody by the throat in both college and professional sports and said, okay, we, at least for the time being, we need to change the way we do business. Matthew Postens is our guest here on the show. We are going to spend a few more minutes with Matthew coming up as we are going to recap and take a look at what might be happening here moving forward with the NCAA tournament because it's not looking good. That's coming up. We're Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com. Hey there, it's Pete Mundo. And guys, if you were to guess, on average, how many days people in the U.S. have to wait to see a doctor, what would you say? Well, Americans have to wait around 29 days to see a doctor in major U.S. cities. Ridiculous. And if you're dealing with a condition like erectile dysfunction, you want that treatment ASAP. You do. Don't kid yourself. You do. That's why our friends at Roman have spent years building a digital platform that can connect you with a doctor licensed in your state, all from the comfort of your home. Roman makes it convenient to get the treatment that you need on your schedule. Just grab your phone or a computer, complete a free online visit, and you'll hear back from a U.S. licensed physician within 24 hours. That's it. That's all you have to do. With Roman, there's no commitments, and you can cancel it at any time. And if the doctor decides the treatment's right for you, Roman's Pharmacy can ship your medication With free two-day shipping, you also get free unlimited follow-ups with your doctor anytime you have questions or want to adjust your treatment plan. So if you're struggling with ED, go to GetRoman.com slash Heartland for a free online visit and free two-day shipping. That's GetRoman.com slash Heartland for a free online visit and free two-day shipping. We're back with Matthew Postens, our Big 12 basketball insider on Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com. For full uh, disclosure, we are recording this emergency show on a Thursday 
and it looks like the NCAA tournament is going to be canceled. We can't say that right now with any type of certainty, but as of Thursday afternoon, all the conference tournaments are canceled, and it's not looking good for the big dance. Uh, Matthew, how surprised are you if it does go down like we expected to? Well, you know, I, I'm an optimist when it comes to sports, so I'm holding out hope that uh, at the very least the NCAA decides to just postpone the tournament. Uh, what that would mean logistically, I don't know. I mean, I know how they plan these events. I know they, they put in place a lot of things for a lot of different contingencies. Uh, this is one of those contingencies that I'm not sure any sports league or any tournament plans for. So uh, let's just say for the sake of argument that the NCAA decides to postpone the tournament for a few weeks. The, big, the biggest moving parts are this. You have seniors who may very well be headed to the NBA or early entries who may be very well be headed for the N NBA. Do they make their decision to go to the NBA now or do they wait? Do they work with the NBA to say, hey, we're going to try and have the tournament in a few weeks and then you can have these players that are going to go to the NBA. And with the NBA now in suspension right now, maybe they don't mind that so much. Uh, another big problem is the venues themselves. I mean, these venues have been planning for these tournaments for months. The NCAA is talking about using smaller venues since they're not going to allow crowds at this point. Uh, still having them in the same cities, but having them in smaller venues. But the problem you have is that you have some venues like Sacramento where they're already dealing with this health crisis in a profound way that you know a venue like here in Kansas City is not. So there are a lot of moving parts to this, the decision about whether to either postpone it or cancel it. And talking to Bob Bowlesby this morning during the press conference, he said that he knows there are going to be a lot of conversations. He's not sure if the Big 12 will be involved in those conversations. But he even said at this point he has a hard time seeing the tournament being played uh, at least as scheduled. Matthew Poston's joining us here on Heartland College Sports Weekly. Matthew, uh, Major League Baseball and the NHL have followed suit. Now, baseball is an outdoor sport. They've said, you know, fresh air uh, means you're less likely to contract the coronavirus. But obviously, all these leagues are just, uh, it seems like taking precautionary measures, if nothing else. Uh, I think so. And I think for the players, one thing you have to consider is the locker room. Yes, baseball is an outside game. Uh, fresh air is great, but um, if you're in these locker rooms regularly like I am, uh, especially at the professional level, you'll notice that you know, everybody who handles equipment after a game, uh, they're wearing gloves. Um, players are asked to throw their equipment in a designated area uh, in the locker room so that it can be picked up by a specific person and it can be moved into the appropriate uh, apparatus, whether it's laundry or trash or things like that. So you know, when you think about baseball being postponed, yeah, they're playing outside, but you, you've got to take measures to protect the 25 or so guys that are in the locker room uh, who are going to be around all that uh, used material, whether it be jerseys, T-shirts, tape, et cetera. They potentially could spread that virus around. So, yeah, it's precautionary, but um, uh, it's probably a good precaution to take at this point. Matthew, we haven't really talked yet about the economic impact this could have on these conferences, on the NCAA. Uh, forget the pro sports for right now, but, you know, the lifeblood of the Big 12 and the Power 5 conferences is the money they make from, you know, obviously college football's got big payouts to these schools, but NCAA tournament, college basketball, I mean, uh, what do you think? It's something that we haven't really talked a lot about, and I haven't heard anybody really talk about, but there could be major economic ramifications here as well. Well, for the Big 12, certainly Bob Bowlesby did talk about that a little bit. He is going to have to go back to the rights holders, namely ESPN, 
which was broadcasting the tournament. And they're probably going to have to work out some sort of a payback uh, for the games that aren't played. You know, ESPN pays those amazing rights fees for these conferences to broadcast all of these games. So when the inventory goes away, that means that there are not programs within which those networks can broadcast their commercials and their promotions, which are the things that pay for the rights fees as they pay to the Big 12 to broadcast the game. So it is a chain reaction in that regard. He said certainly they're going to have to talk to the rights holders about some sort of a payback uh, option to the uh, to the rights holders that, that were supposed to broadcast the tournament. The same would I would have to assume if the NCAA tournament were canceled, I would assume the same would have to happen for uh, CBS and Turner Sports as it related to the NCAA. Um, as far as the economic impact to these cities, you you probably know Kansas City better than I do, uh, but I can tell you this: when they canceled the South by Southwest Festival last week down in Austin, which is music, movies, education. It, it's one of the biggest festivals and conventions in the world. The estimated economic impact to the city of Austin was approximately $350 million based on the money that was made last year off of that convention. So, yes, these conference tournaments are going to cost these cities that are hosting them money, and it's going to cost the conferences themselves money because they're going to have to pay some of that money back to their rights holders, both uh, TV and radio. Yeah, it's going to be. Uh, I was told the Big Twelve tournament in Kansas City is about twenty to twenty-five million, so not nearly South by Southwest. But uh, for for Kansas City, I mean, this is a huge week. You think about, uh, especially you know when Iowa State fans are in town, all the Bush Light they're drinking. It's it's a crazy week, so uh, it's it's disappointing. And and yeah, let's not forget those small business owners in a lot of these towns that. Uh, are going to be severely hurt by a lot of this news. So, Matthew, it is great to have you on, man. It's disappointing this is what we're talking about, but fantastic insight. I appreciate the time, and uh, we'll be talking soon, I'm sure. All right. Thanks, Pete. Crazy day. Thanks for joining us for this uh, emergency podcast. Appreciate you guys, and be safe out there, obviously. And and if you want to leave a rating and review on the podcast, it would mean the world to me. Um You've got time, especially if you're working from home right now. So please do do that. We will send you a free koozie, Heartland College Sports koozie, to your home. Just shoot me a screenshot of your rating and review to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com, and we'll get the koozie in the mail for you. Thanks so much, guys. Appreciate it, and we'll talk to you next week.